Hey, I hope you're having a wonderful night. You are listening to Chelsea on Foot of the Cross. First of all, I just want to say God bless, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Tomorrow is Friday. It just feels like time flies by when you're having fun. <laughs> In my case, it was a long week. It really was, but you know what? With God's help and motivation, I got through it and woke up this morning feeling good, smile on my face, and every single time I feel good. I just thank the Lord that, you know, I am healthy because there are so many people out there with so much pain in their life, whether it be mental pain or physical pain or grieving pain because they're grieving for someone who died or grieving because a loved one is sick or grieving for a loved one that is sick and is dying and they're not prepared for it and don't know how to face it. Everybody grieves in their own way. I am actually the type that tends to laugh when things get awkward. So, I've been in situations where people have actually gotten offended because I laughed and they look at me and go, that's not funny. Well, that's just me, you know? Um, I've just had enough happen in my life where you get used to the bad news. And I have found it so much easier that it's better to laugh than cry. Meaning, find the best part of the situation instead of the worst. And in a way, it's my way of coping. You know, it might not be the best way, but it's what's helping me right now. So, if I come off offensive when talking about COVID, don't think I'm taking COVID lightly at all because I'm not. It's just that, you know, we've had so many events where so many more people were killed and the government did way less about it. You know what I mean? But because we had, oh, the Chinese to blame, they made it a huge deal. And so many people lost their businesses that might have not had to. So, right now what I want to talk to you about is coping mechanisms. I heard today that Russia is talking about bombing Ukraine and now they're really talking about when getting America involved they're talking about possible World War 3 the Bible warns us about this the Bible talks about the end times about how people are going to be so selfish in the last days and it makes me think of the internet when the Bible says stuff like that. Because what do we do when we're on the internet? We take selfies. We're all about ourselves. We're so consumed with our own lives. 
that we're not taking the time out to pay attention to somebody else's. And it's so sad that things like the internet has controlled our friendships with people, you know? If you don't message that person back right away, they get offended. And then we've lost communication by 90% because everybody's doing everything on the internet. You can't just pick up a phone anymore and call somebody and have a good old-fashioned conversation unless it's your boyfriend or girlfriend. And even then, they still try to cut it short and text message you. We are in an era, era, you know, where if something were to go wrong and the lights went out, we would be in so much trouble. If the right person hacked into our systems and caused America to go dark, they could absolutely destroy us. And um, right now... We need to be praying for our country and at the same time taking care of each other. And I've talked about this before. You can't take care of somebody else before you take care of you. If you can't sit down at the breakfast table and look around and know that your own personal family isn't going to heaven. Or if you have unsettled business with your own family but then you go out out and help a lending hand to a complete stranger you're messing up the bible clearly says that your family comes first god first family second you know a man is the man of the house for a lot of reasons to give structure to put discipline into the hearts and minds of our children. I have been a single parent for quite some time, and luckily I've had my dad be somewhat of a role model for my son. So in a way, he hasn't missed out, but in many ways he has. My dad's a lot older, you know. He's a grandfather. He's 80 years old. He can't go out there and just play baseball anymore when my son wants to you know and even when he was younger he if he threw the ball around with him 30 minutes it was up <laughs> so mama was the one to go out there and watch him play basketball and say yay that was a great shot and then I was the one to go out there to throw the football around I was also the one who would bring home a candy bar if his daddy didn't show up that day hey, to say hey or if he didn't call on his birthday. So, I have had to be 100% a mom and a dad and a friend because I was young when I had my daughter. Me and my daughter, we had to grow up together in so many ways. She's 17 and I'm 36, and you might think, well, that's a big difference. But when you think about it, I got pregnant with her when I was 18, 10 days after my 18th birthday, actually. My birthday is October 21st. I conceived my daughter October 31st. 
And if it wasn't for her, I might have stayed on drugs. I might have kept partying. And I might have found God again eventually. But if it wasn't for her, I would not have grown up the way that I did. And I would not have made the better choices that I did. She saved my life. I didn't save her. She saved mine. And my son, he was planned. And he was a blessing into this family. But there is a time and a place in a boy's life when you got to put the brakes on and say, Listen, I know that you're the youngest out of the two. You'll both always be my babies, but you're not a baby. And there are a lot of things going on in this world right now that in order to understand it, we got to teach our children it's time to grow up a little bit because if we're not prepared for something to go wrong, like World War III, and we haven't talked to our kids about it, just like COVID, it's going to bring shock to America all over. And there can be, it could be led to more riots, more deaths that didn't have to take place. I mean, to be honest with you, we've never really been out of a war. It seems like we're always fighting for something somewhere. But this is much bigger than us. This has been predicted in the Bible, and it's going to happen one way or another. I just don't know when. And I hope to God that what they're talking about now is not going to happen because America is going to have to step up and get involved. And I'm sorry, but it scares the heck out of me thinking of Sleepy Joe being that person to make those decisions. So, I know a lot of people that are relapsing. Um, they went through a lot of relapsing during COVID. One, boredom definitely caused a lot of young people to relapse. Two, it caused a lot of people being stuck inside that were addicts that had no um, constructive Hold on one second. No positive energy or constructive discipline going on in their home. So they turn to drugs to cope. And then, of course, being alone a lot caused depression to set in. Especially if you're prone to it. Um, I know I got depressed for a while, you know. There was times where I, I had to completely be away from my kids because either I had been exposed or they had been exposed. And it was a blessing that I never got it. And I've got two autoimmune diseases. And the only thing I can think of is because of the fact that I go dose at the clinic every day that I got exposed to it so much that I must be immune to it or something because I did not get the shots. 
I was told specifically by three people in the medical field, do not get the shot because of your immune diseases. Autoimmune. And part of me wants to hurry up and get it over with. But as I said in my last podcast, everybody I know on my mom's side of the family got COVID within seven days of getting the first shot. And that just blew my mind. And meanwhile, I have not gotten it at all. There was times where I had a cough. So I would go and get checked. And each time it would come back negative. My kids had it. I had to bring them food. I had to bring them medicine. I had to, you know, talk to them in person about how they were feeling. And whether or not, you know, they could go back to school. So, I was in contact with them at least 30% of the time that they were at home for 14 days. And I still ended up not getting that, getting it. And that is just a blessing from God. I would like to think that part of the reason why I wasn't prone to it was because of the fact that I quit smoking almost two years ago. I know that I smoke a vape still. But I do not have a morning cough anymore at all. I used to cough up phlegm so bad. And even blood. And I'm talking about at a young age too. You know? Where you're like, oh my god. And, sorry lord. And, uh. I refused to get it. I stood by faith and not alone because I was a little bit at first um, a skeptic. I will admit that I was like, okay, is this just a tactic to scare us? Is this like some kind of terrorist thing? Because, first of all, yeah, it might have come from bats, but I still believe somebody out there messed up and it got into the wrong hands and they released it so whether or not it came from bats i don't care how it was created but it was created and put into the wrong man's hands and (laughs) let's just thank god it wasn't you know something like ebola for god's sake i mean had that really gotten out it could have wiped an entire nation you know The word of God is in control. What has been written will be. And there's no stopping it. But how we react to it. What our relationship is with God. That is up to us. I want to be closer to God than I've ever been before. When the rapture happens. I want my blessings in heaven. What do you want? You know. There was a time in my life. Where it got so bad. That I thought maybe. Okay. I died. And this is hell. 
And when my life started changing for the better, after I took a few good turns and started doing the work to get there, I realized this isn't hell. I have a lot more than I thought I did. I'm whining about pity, pity stuff here. When there are so much worse things going on out in the world. You know, I posted something the other day and I said, It's so sad that a lot of us enjoy watching other people's misery on television. Whether it be a reality show or... Even Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, we love the drama. We love to see other people's lives be messed up to make ourselves feel better. And that's just such a horrible thing. And it's sad, really. Because if there's something about your life that you don't like, then it's time to change it. And I know it's not that simple. I know it's easier said than done. But you got to do the work. And you have to want it. You can say it. But if you don't do the work. And you don't get there. Then you didn't really want it in the first place. I conned myself into truly thinking I wanted to be a nurse. But what I really wanted to be. Was in a career. Or in a working field. Where I could help other people in some type of way. And I didn't want to work at Human Resources and help people get into low-income housing or on food stamps. I'm not saying that they don't help people because they do. But working for the government is definitely not something that I am willing to do. Especially since I don't trust our government right now. I don't trust it at all. I believe that they use terrorism as a tactic to keep the population scared. And you know what? When SHIT really hits the fan, Americans aren't going to know what to do. Heck, they're putting 18-wheelers behind the wheel right now. My brother is a trucker, okay? He's 40 years old, and... One minute he's in the Carolinas, and the next minute he's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And it is scary to know that right now, Biden has made a new law regarding the age that you have to be in order to get your license to get a CDL and drive truck, and that is 18 years old. And that was their solution to all the riots taking place and all the protesting from the truckers that have stopped driving and said they, they won't start driving again until they take off the law that requires them to get the um, vaccine if they want to keep their job. That is so scary. That was their answer? I know that that was a heavy burden on the president and he had to think quick. What can I do to change this? But putting 18-year-olds 
behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler after six weeks of training. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Their tension spans aren't as long as a full-grown adult. And it amazes me in other countries how they can just marry off children as if they're adults when they are so clearly not ready for marriage. And they're horrified to lay down with a man that they don't know and just met on their wedding day. But they're doing it because they have no other choice and their family will be rid of them. And they will banish them from their family if they don't do it. And the mother listens to the husband, who is supposed to be this empowered man ahead of the family, almost like an icon while he sits there all day. Well, she sweeps dirt all day long as if it's going to get any cleaner in their little yard that they have, you know, on dirt ground. And she tells the daughter, you're going to be alone for the rest of your life if you don't get married right now. This is your only chance. And the fathers will actually tell the young women, you are ugly. Go change. Put something over your face so that he doesn't know how ugly you are. Because if he realizes it now, he won't marry you. And that just angers me. To know that that is still happening in the world. And believe it or not, it's actually still happening right here in America. There was a preacher at this little church. And he was, he was in his 40s. He was a black preacher who was supposed to be this famous small town um, black gospel preacher. He was very known to the community. And he allowed this family to stay downstairs um, because they were the first ones to give him a place to stay when he said he came to that town because he was on a mission from God. Well, he started messing around with their young daughter, who was 12 years old. She went and told her mom about it, and her mom made her put her knees in rice, poured oil all over her, while she made her repeat over and over and over the prayer to ask God for forgiveness for her sins, and say, like... (laughs) A hundred Hail Marys or whatever they did at that time. And then, all of a sudden, this 12-year-old passes out in school and is sent to the nurse. And the mother is called. And they tell her, your 12-year-old daughter is pregnant. And the the preacher sits down and says, we're in love. I want to marry her. Well, they give her to him, and they let him leave state before anybody around starts sniffing around and finds out what's really going on. Because it was completely against her will. And they said, this is God's will, child. Go with him. Have your baby. And she knew nothing else. 
and she took those. She took being raped by that man, even though he was her husband. It was still rape because she didn't want it, and she took it every single night until finally she became an adult, and she got away from him as soon as possible. He began to be abusive. He hit her within the first two weeks of their marriage. But she literally was trapped in an arranged marriage. I mean, their parents signed, and the judge didn't even ask her, is this what you want? The judge didn't even blink at the difference in the ages of 40 and 12. And this isn't like 60 years ago. We're, we're only talking like 15 years ago. This country is getting worse by the moment. And what I'm trying to say is it's very important to keep your kids in touch and up to date with what's going on with the world and make sure that what your beliefs are is where your kids' heads are at, too. Because sometimes I'll think, you know what? I raised my kids right. I know that they're going to be for what I'm for. And then all of a sudden, their mouth opens, and they've got the complete wrong idea. And it's okay, because I raised them to have their independent thoughts. I raised them to be honest with me. I've always told my children, as long as you are honest with me, you will not be disciplined in this home. You will be rewarded. Now she ran away and came home and told me where she was and all that. That's different. But I'm talking about if she fibbed about maybe going out to eat when she got off work instead of coming straight home and she tells me, I'm not going to ground her because she was honest. I'm trying best I can to tr show my kids that honesty might not work everywhere and it might not always get what you want in life but lying will not get you anywhere it might get you into the devil's playground like Washington DC for instance you might become a, a writer for the times or working at the Washington Post and typing in lies about the president and becoming a de Democrat. I mean, how do you know a Democrat's lying? Well, their lips are moving. <laughs> how do you know that, you know, they uh, don't believe in God? Well, <laughs> they voted for Biden. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is the laziest president I've ever seen in the entire world. As long as I've been born. And my mom said, you know, the last president I almost really liked was George Bush. And that, that goes same for me. I didn't like Clinton. I sure as heck was not going to vote for Hillary. And I like Trump because 
no matter what he did in the past, he was getting the job done. And he was on the way to try to make some real changes in the world. And the Democrats said, oh, no, we can't have that. We can't have that at all. Because, see, they're trying to make us a Nazi country. And, no. Mm Mm-mm. If they had it their way, every Christian would be hanging from a rope. And that time is coming soon. So it's time to start waking up to the truth. I do not use tactics to scare my children. I just make sure that they are truly aware of what's going on out there. And I try to make sure that I don't sugarcoat it for them. Because what is the use? They can find out within a click of hitting up Google anyway. You know? Better they hear the side of what's going on from you than to click on a dozen... YouTube videos, and some of it be fake, and some of it be talked about by Democrats, and some of it just be, you know, a whole bunch of Satanists completely against everything that all of them stand for, and you don't want your children following a leader that's not even a leader. That's how people end up in a cults, okay? <laughs> they feel like there's nothing left that's good anymore. And they are out there trying to find themselves. And when they're trying to find themselves, they are vulnerable. And they get impressed easily because they want to feel inspired. And if that one person comes along with the ideas... That they're sort of looking for. They'll cling on to that person with dear life. And say. Oh he's just wonderful mom. He knows what he's talking about. And he believes in all these things. And he. He's a dreamer. And at the same time he's a realist mom. And you just, you just got to hear about it. You just got to listen to him one time. And you'll be hooked. Be aware. When your kids say stuff like that. Occults can lead your kids farther and farther from the truth that they were searching for in the first place. Keep your kids involved, people. Keep your children awake with what's going on. Because history is happening every day in front of our eyes. That's a message from Chelsea on Foot of the Cross. Good night and God bless. Have an amazing weekend again. And thank you for tuning in. Till next time. Get Spotify. Get Anchor. Get Heard. God bless. Good night.